You're listening to Sobriety with Ari Eastman. Hey, that's me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sobriety with me. Oh, I'm having some bad TMJ. Hold on. I just started speaking and I could feel my, oh, oh, this is not fun. I don't know if you, is the microphone picking that up? Um, My jaw is popping really painfully right now. Hold, please. All right, it just seems to be popping no matter what I do. So that means this might be a bit of a shorter episode. Uh, Yeah, I'm having jaw issues. I am, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to do Invisalign. I did Invisalign as a teenager to help with my kind of spacing issues. And because at the time I really wanted to close my front gap, uh, the funny thing is as I've gotten older, I've really started to embrace it and like it. And it used to be something I was so insecure about. But now, you know, I look at my smile and I look at my teeth and I see my dad. So uh, it's kind of emotional, the idea of closing it, but, you know, the dent, I did go to the dentist and she was like, your bite is, you know, you, your bite's all fucked up. She didn't say that, but in, in so many words. And, you know, it has been bothering me, the TMJ, and I wake up, I know I clench at night, I wake up and it's sore, and sometimes if I open, like, and I yawn, it'll get, it'll, like, click and lock into place. You don't care. You're not here for that. Um, but, that's just me saying that I'm having a little bit of jaw pain, so this might be a shorter episode, but uh, yeah, I'm going to have to do Invisalign again. Woe is me, I know. I had my first, my first, um, how do I say this, um, dating rejection because I'm sober. Uh, listen, it's not as dramatic as it sounds. It was just within the old dating apps, but I, I, I've mentioned before in previous episodes, especially the one where I talk about sex, that, you know, I have really not dated since being sober. I saw a guy for maybe about a month. We went on, on, we went on four dates, uh, barely did anything. It was like very high school. We literally only made out. We only made out in his car. It, it, it felt like I had just time traveled and I was a teenager again. But aside from that, since getting sober, um, you know, a year and eight months ago, I've been so single, like just so purely single. And I've liked it. I've actually really liked it. It has been so important for me. And I actually feel like now I'm in such a healthy place. I'm in such a good place. I know who I am. I know the things I want. Um, My confidence is back. My health is back. That Now I'm actually in a place where it's like, yeah, I could date. And I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm looking for, right? It's like, I don't know if I'm, do I want to casually date? Am I looking for something serious? I, that for me is still kind of a question mark, but I do, I do know that I'd like to uh, get at least a little bit back out there because I also feel like I run the risk of becoming too much of a hermit because I do really enjoy my solitude and, and kind of doing my own thing so much that I just don't want to wake up one day and be like, wow, it's been 17 years since I've gone on a date because I think that dating is something that requires practice and it's 
something that is a bit of a muscle. And uh, I don't know. I just, I don't want my social skills and my dating skills to get too rusty because they are, I mean, they already feel pretty, they already feel pretty, pretty fucking rusty. But um, so, you know, I was like, okay, I feel, I really feel kind of ready to go out. And, you know, I'm vaccinated. LA County is it has like one of the highest percentages now of people being vaccinated. Things are kind of opening back up. I'm feeling safer about it. I also didn't really want to date during the pandemic because, you know, I'm I'm a very cautious person. You know, it just feels like the right time. So, you know, whatever. I've been on the dating apps for like whatever, fucking 5,000 years. So I will message people. It's whatever, never that serious. I always run into this fear, this insecurity of when I should tell someone I'm sober, what I should say, how I should say it, because the reality is I know that when I say I don't drink or I'm sober, that puts a specific idea in other other people's heads. And I know that's also not my responsibility. It's not up to me what other people's perception of me is, like whatever. It's, you know, other people's opinions of me, not my business. But of course I'm going to be insecure of it, about it, you know? Of course I'm going to overthink it and it does make me feel nervous and I haven't quite figured out the right way to do it and how to do it without being too much because there's this part of me that's like me being sober is obviously an important part of my life it's a decision I'm really proud of and obviously something that I talk about here and the podcast online but it's also a small part of me. Then I get this fear that it's like, if I tell someone I don't drink, especially on a dating app, if they say, hey, let's go get drinks. And I say, I'm like, oh, I would love to, but I don't drink, (laughs) whatever, or whatever way I try to say it. Then it's like, I am put into this, then I'm put into this box in that person's mind, or at least this is what I tell myself. It's like, who the fuck knows if this is true? But this is what I tell myself, that they've put me into this box of like sober person. And maybe they think I'm boring. Maybe they think, oh, what did she do to fuck up her life to get there? Oh, oh, she's stern. Oh, she's not fun. Whatever, whatever preconceived idea they have. And I'm so focused on what they're thinking of me. And these are strangers. These are people I'm literally messaging on like Hinge and Bumble. I haven't even met them. We have no relationship. And I, and, and I shouldn't take anything personally and I really don't but I did have my first time where basically a guy said we should like split a bottle of wine and watch this movie so I felt it was appropriate to say that I don't drink and I thought I had kind of like a cute playful response and I basically said oh you know I don't drink but that makes me a cheap date like you know do you have LaCroix I whatever I tried to play it off kind of casual and then he unmatched me (laughs) so so it was like okay cool well obviously that's not somebody I want to go on a date with but it did make me feel insecure because this is obviously something that I worry about and this is something that in dating in casual dating in going on first dates I think about a lot and I'm constantly trying to figure out how to do it in a way that seems you know breezy cool calm collected it just made me go oh shit yeah cool so this is going to be what happens. Someone's going to ask me for drinks. I'm going to say I don't drink and they're going to go, never mind. And I know that's not true. I know that's not everybody. It hurt my feelings in a way that it didn't, it wasn't even about this guy. It was more about just kind of almost like validating some of my fears that I have around dating as a sober person. For me, I am okay being around alcohol. I am okay being out with other people who drink. Now, of course, if someone was getting, you know, sloppy every day that would maybe be an issue because I think that that would hit a little too close to home so I wouldn't want to be with someone who was a heavy drinker but I go out with my roommates 
uh, I'm with friends, you know, they open a bottle of wine, they get their cocktails, I can be in, you know, a, a lounge, bar, restaurant situation, I don't feel triggered, it doesn't bother me, I can be around people who are a little bit tipsy or drunk, and again, it doesn't bother me. It's just, I don't know, it's just such a natural go-to thing for someone to say, want to get drinks sometime. And then for me, I feel weird because should I just say yes? And then when we go get drinks, I just happen to order something that's non-alcoholic. Or when someone says, want to get drinks, do I say, sure, but I don't drink, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's awkward and it's weird because want to get drinks is almost like a blanket statement for like, want to go on a date. Oh, and then another guy just messaged me and um, had said something about getting together for drinks. And I said, sure, I don't drink though. And then he never messaged me back. So, you know, I just feel like, uh, I'm not feeling great, not feeling super, super secure about that. This podcast is just turning into, I don't know, like, um, voice memos that I will later give to my one day therapist to say, here's who I am. Help, help me. I don't really have an answer. There's no, there's no thesis for this episode. I think that that's just kind of what I'm going through. It's like, how do you, Talk about something that is so serious in a way that's casual with someone you've just met. and Or maybe you don't. Is that the answer? That you just don't really talk about it quite yet? Or you talk about it a little bit? You give sort of like the first layer of it. And then once you really get to know someone and trust someone, then you can give them the deeper layers? I don't know. I don't know. And that's kind of what I'm running into because so much of me feels ready to get back out there and to meet people and to have fun and to form connections and to hopefully one day have sex again before my vagina turns into a pile of dust. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm just running into the awkward parts right now. And I guess that's okay because I guess life and dating and creating relationships is awkward, whether or not you're sober. I went on so many first dates tipsy, you know? I would like take a shot before I would go on a first date because I was so socially anxious about it and I don't have that option anymore. And I really have to go into these situations like sober of mind, sober of body and just have to write out my feelings and write out the um, anxiety and just be fully present and vulnerable and there with another human being. And that's kind of scary sometimes, you know? So I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answer. I guess maybe I'm like, do you have the answer, <laughs> dear listener? Do you have suggestions? Like DM me, please, because I, f- I just I want to get out there. I want to get back out there. I want to have fun. And I feel like I have this fact about myself that's not very fun. And it's not that I'm ashamed. I'm proud of myself. But you don't always want to trauma dump the minute you meet someone, you know? So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anywho, it's time for... It's something that made me happy this week. It's my pink cloud of sobriety. So I watched the Bo Burnham special Inside on Netflix and, you know, was sad. (laughs) I mean, he's a genius. He's so talented. I have been a huge Bo fan since he was on YouTube. And I think he's two years older than me. Um, So we've always been kind of roughly the same age. So 
you know, as his career kind of went through its trajectory, I was kind of like aging alongside him because I was I was super, super obsessed with YouTube when I was a teenager. And I've seen him, I think I've seen him like four times. I think I have actually gone to maybe every single tour that he's done, (laughs) which is kind of crazy. But yeah, I saw him when I was like 15. And then I think when I was maybe 19. And then I definitely saw him when I was at UCLA. So maybe 21, 22, maybe 21. And then I think I saw him after college. Yeah, I think I've seen him four times. (laughs) I was reminded of a really sweet a moment I had with him because you know now after seeing the the Netflix special I'm seeing his I'm seeing like Bo Burnham stuff just all over my for you page on TikTok and like Zach Stone is going to be famous which was his MTV show that was so good and it was taken from us way too soon they canceled it after one season and it was so so good I was just reminded of the first time I met Bo it was in San Francisco and I can't remember which show it was I want to say it was probably was probably one of the first tours he did I met him after and took a picture with him and I was such a little nerd. I wrote my YouTube username down and I handed him this piece of paper and I said, hey, like I'm a YouTuber too, Um, you know, no pressure, but I don't know if you ever wanted to check out my videos, like, you know, that'd be great. And he was so cool and so gracious and he like looked me in the eye and he said, thank you so much. I genuinely appreciate this. I will for sure check out your videos and he put it in his pocket, which that was exciting enough, you know, that could have stopped right there and been so exciting. I had a video up that is not there anymore, though I am, it is too bad because I wish I could go back and find the comment, but I had a video up that was, I don't know, talking about like men I wanted to marry. I was like 15 and, um, And I had a whole section where I just talked about being in love with Bo and wanting to date Bo and just, you know, how amazing and wonderful and smart and funny he is. And then a couple days after I gave him that piece of paper with my YouTube username uh, on that video where I am talking about being in love with him, he put two comments. He commented, thanks for being a fan. Like, thanks for being a fan. Thanks for the support. And then the next comment was, you can do better than me. And I was just like, oh, my God, Bo. First of all, that's not true. That has proven to be, I can tell you now, at like 15 years later, that has proven to be not true. No, I can't. I, no, I, I can't do better than you, Bo. But I just remember being so, of course, happy because here he was like one of my favorite celebrities. He was my celebrity crush. But just how humble and sweet and cool that he took the time out to actually go and look up my YouTube channel and comment. Like, what a guy. I'm just so happy to see his success. I mean, eighth grade was obviously incredible. And just to see how he's grown in his artistry and having other people discover him and the younger generations who maybe didn't follow him on YouTube. And I'm just like, I'm really happy for him because he just seems like a really good person. And um, I know he's not single, but if he ever is, I am still available. Clearly. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any suggestions for me, words of encouragement on how to date as a sober person and how to tell people that I don't drink, especially through dating apps, because it just seems like a nightmare and I'm not enjoying it, please slide into my DMs. Would love it. Um, And I just appreciate you for tuning in. Okay, talk to you all later. See you next week. Bye, everyone. (laughs) 